thank you for being here today on the Lord's Day, which should always be a special day in the life of a believer, but especially for coming today for Covenant Renewal Sunday. I'm so grateful for that. And as we pray today, uh, we pray that God will use that covenant to keep us walking together in unity with our eyes fixed upon the author finisher of our faith, Jesus Christ. Well, we are beginning a new series, Jesus, Teach Us How to Pray. This is uh, coinciding with your Bible study and Sunday school material on how to pray, going through the Lord's Prayer. And so I encourage you uh, in your home study groups or get in a group on campus here and work through this with us to, uh, over the next seven weeks on how to pray, and then I will be going from that on Jesus teaches how to pray in the sermon series on Sunday morning. I know uh, you have stood a couple extra times today, but if you will, if you are physically able, honor and reverence and reading of God's Word today, would you please stand as I read from Matthew chapter 6, and I'm only going to read the verse, the first of verse 9. These are the words of Jesus Christ in teaching about prayer in the Sermon on the Mount. In verse 9, Jesus says, In this manner, therefore pray, Our Father in heaven. We'll stop there for today. You may be seated. Here in the model prayer or the Lord's Prayer, God the Son, which is God in human flesh, is teaching us how to speak to God the Father. Now, I know Brother Vernon pretty well, and uh, over the last few years, he is a friend, and we have traveled together and worshiped together, and uh, enjoyed each other's company. I know some core beliefs and values that are important to Vernon. Now, if Vernon was, was, uh, which he did this for many years, was, uh, managing a company and, and then he had someone that was coming to do an interview and they knew me, but they didn't know Vernon. And they said, well, what is, what's this, how do I talk to Vernon Abney? They had never met him, but I know some core values of Vernon Abney. So I might prep them a little bit of things that are important to Vernon Abney. I might tell them some things that he doesn't like and he won't tolerate in the business. And so that person would be better equipped to go into an interview or to work with and under Vernon Abney. You know, we don't know how to approach God sometimes. And another thing, we don't come to God on our terms. We come to God on His terms. And here Jesus is showing us how to speak to the God that we were created to commune with, that we were created to labor with in redemption storyline, and we were created to invite Him into our daily living. This is the essence of prayer. The Lord's Prayer, or the model prayer, is at the center of the Sermon on the Mount, and beloved, it should be at the center of each child of God saved by grace. 
This is offensive to our flesh, but I want to say this. You know, without God's help, we don't know how to speak to him. Without God's help, we don't know how to speak to him, and we don't know always what to ask for, even as Christians at times. And that's told to us in the Bible, in the book of James. Here Jesus is giving us a method and the, the matter or the substance of our prayers walking in covenant with God. And he composes a beautiful concerto for us to play and make beautiful music for the glory of God, for the good of others, and for the good of ourselves. Jesus himself here appoints this prayer as crucial to our lives as believers because of its necessary content. Jesus gives us a prayer, a letter sent from heaven, from the realms of glory, that we might open rightly our mouths and speak to the Father in a proper manner. Now here we're not taught to use necessarily these exact words, though at times we do read it as a prayer in services. We're not taught that every time you pray, you read these exact words. He said, but after this manner, at the beginning of verse 9, in this manner, therefore pray. Nor are we always to be held to this form that we'll be learning over the next seven weeks. But its rich content is to be upon the heart of Christians, upon the minds of Christians, and guiding us when we speak to the Father. This prayer from the only one qualified in teaching us how to pray, Jesus Christ, will keep us from not knowing how to pray or not praying at all or flat out praying in an unproductive and unhealthy nature. Beloved, here's the great thing. God in the flesh is teaching us how to speak to God the Father, and God wants us to talk to Him. I think that's beautiful. And then He teaches us how to pray. He wants us to talk to Him, and because He so desires, because He so loved the world that He sent His only Son, Jesus Christ, to build the bridge for us to travel back to be reinstated in our relationship with a holy God as fallen sinners. And then He teaches us through Jesus how to talk to Him. How deep is the Father's love for us? How full beyond all measure? Let's pray. Our Father in heaven, you certainly are holy, majestic. Your ways are above our ways. Your thoughts above our thoughts. God, hear this prayer this morning as I ask you, Lord, to teach us how to pray, and not just in knowledge, but in spirit. Bind us together as one, Lord, to offer our prayers to the God that has brought us in to his family by grace and through faith. Speak to us today, O Lord. Our mouths are open. Our hands are cupped and waiting. On your bread from heaven, feed us, Lord, and wean us from this world. In Jesus' name, amen.
Last Sunday night I mentioned this, you know, when you're beginning to pray, but you, you must think of to whom are we praying to? To whom do we pray? You see, uh, you remember maybe when you were a, a child or a young person and you might have got a little sassy, you were feeling uh, a little bit big for your britches that day and you might have smarted off to mom or dad. I never did anything like that. I want you to know that. Well, I, I really didn't to dad much. I would mom until she threatened me that she was going to tell dad and then I would straighten up. But, you know, you've heard parents say, do you know who you're talking to? And that would remind us we're talking to our parents, to our mother and our father or whoever it was. Do you know who you're talking to? You know, that's very important to understand in prayer who we're talking to. And here Jesus begins the prayer. He says, in this manner, therefore, pray our Father in heaven. Our. Jesus, right off at the beginning, is reminding us of something that we so easily pass over in this prayer many times. That we are not only in a relationship with God, but we're also in a relationship with each other. Our Father. Not just my personal Father. Our Father. We are saved into this body of Christ, the church. He is our Father. Notice in this whole prayer, there are no first-person singular pronouns in the whole prayer. Our, us, our, us, our, we, our, us. Our Father. Now he's not saying that we never pray for personal needs, personal sins, etc. But he is teaching us that prayer is not only about my individualism, but the body of Christ. We are in this together. And unfortunately, America is obsessed with individualism. That is the king in our thinking. In other words, we too often think that life is about us personally. And we wonder why we're so miserable in many cases. We have forgotten our, our brother, our sister, our church, our family of God, not only here locally, but around the world. Prayer is not only about my or me, but it is about our Father we call upon. We cannot be more concerned with how God relates just to us personally and not how He relates to the body of believers as a whole. He's teaching us that when we pray, our eye, our spiritual eye is not only to be upon God, but also upon our brothers and sisters in Christ. We are part of a family even when we pray. We don't just recognize that here on Sunday morning or Sunday night or fellowship gatherings, but even when we pray in private, in our prayer closet, so to speak, we are remembering that we are a part of a body of Christ, a kingdom being built around the world of every nation, tribe, and tongue. We are our, our Father. Now what do we mean when we say Father? When we look at the Baptist faith and message, you can look there in your pamphlet. It's Article 2 and A. God the Father. What does it mean? 
God the Father. I'm just going to read what the Baptist faith and message says. It says, God as Father reigns with providential care over his universe, his creatures, and the flow of the stream of human history according to the purposes of his grace. He is all-powerful, all-knowing, all-loving, and all-wise. God is Father in truth to those who become children of God through faith in Jesus Christ. He is fatherly in his attitude toward all men. Now, Father, speaking of God, gets used uh, at times quite a bit. He is a common father to all mankind by creation that he is the creator and that all things hold together and exist because of him. But Jesus doesn't mean that here. He's not meaning that type of context. It's not in that context just to say he is a, a God over creation. See, this prayer comes to us in the context of the Sermon on the Mount. And that describes the kingdom living of a Christian. That's where this sermon anchor is. It's the Christian life. It's the kingdom life. So Father, here that Jesus is teaching us how to pray is more than just a general title. Well, He is the Father of all creation. Jesus is going a step further here. He is speaking about an intimate relationship with God established to the person and redeeming work of Jesus Christ, God the Son. In Romans chapter 8 and 14 through 17, it says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption, by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, joint heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with Him, that we also may also be glorified together. See, only through faith in Jesus Christ can we truly call God Father. Many people will use the Lord's Prayer in secular Positions, but this isn't what Jesus is speaking here. It's a disciple's prayer. It is a Christian prayer to those who know more about God than just He's the Father of all creation, but He is their intimate Father that has adopted them into the family of God through the person of Jesus Christ. When we say Father in our prayers, we are turning not only to our Creator, but to the God that so loved us through Jesus Christ while we were still sinners. The Father that cares for us. The Father that provides for His children. The Father that corrects us and disciplines us. The Father that has compassion upon His children that have been adopted through Jesus Christ. That's what we mean when we say Father as a child of God. This is the one that we've surrendered our life to, resting only in His love, resting only in His grace and mercy for our redemption of salvation. This is who we trusted and still trust daily. It's why we gathered here today, because we have a heavenly Father that loved us so much through Jesus Christ. 
This is who we worship because we know him and we know that he alone is worthy as the one true living and loving father of his people. That's what we mean when we say father. Beloved, is he your father? Is he your father today? Have you been adopted into the family of God? Have you been saved by calling upon his son Jesus Christ, our elder brother, whom he sent into the world to save those that would call upon him and trust him? If this is true, then rejoice, brother and sister. You are a child of God. And nothing can rip you from that family lineage in heaven. But if not, beloved, would you call upon the Heavenly Father today? Would you trust in His Son that He sent to save you? Would you surrender your life to Him? Would you be adopted into the family of God that will dwell forever in the glories of heaven? Would you today call upon the giver of life, your intimate, personal Father. Our Father. And where is our Father? He's in heaven. Now God is everywhere and heaven alone cannot contain Him. He, His Spirit is among us today and in us and around us. Heaven does not contain the presence of God, but it's in heaven that God's full glory is seen as it is not seen anywhere else in the world. Those loved ones who have passed from this life to the next and their soul is in heaven awaiting the bodily resurrection, they are seeing the glory of God in full. In heaven, in paradise, we're not seeing that yet. We believe that full glory is in heaven now. One day we'll be upon the new heaven and the new earth. But that glory is being experienced in heaven, but it is also where Jesus is for now in the flesh as our mediator between us and the Father. It is in heaven where the throne of grace is opened unto us because Jesus in the flesh with the scars in his hands and in his feet and in his side are there. We believe and we pray our Father in heaven. Above this world of curse and hate and torment and sickness and death, our Father and His full glory is being seen not only by the angels, but by the countless number of those who trusted His name, who knew Him as Father through Jesus Christ, right now, today, are worshiping Him in heaven as we worship Him here below. Our Father in heaven. Matthew Henry wrote this. He said, He is a Father, and therefore we come, we may come to with boldness. But He is a Father in heaven. And therefore, we must come to him in reverence. He is holy. He is righteous. As Christians, our relationship is to a person. Who are we praying to? Our Father. 
the Father of the people of God, where his glory is being seen full in heaven today. As Christians, our relationship, our faith relationship is towards a person and a people and a place. The person is God the Father through Jesus Christ, God the Son, that He sent to adopt us into the family of God. Our faith is in a person, and so we say Father. But it is also with a people, the family of God, our brothers, our sisters in Christ. Our faith relationship is not only with a person, but with a people. That's why what we did today is so precious that we are choosing by the Spirit's help to walk in covenant with one another. He is our Father, but He is our Father. The Father of all the children of God around the world, those who have placed their faith and trust in the name of Jesus Christ, but He is our Father in heaven where God's full goodness and glory is experienced. You see, it's there where we believe we're going through the grace of Jesus Christ. How many of you are going to heaven? Amen. Amen. Praise God. And so we say our Father in heaven, our relationship is with a person, God the Father. Our relationship is with a people, the people of God that have trusted Jesus Christ, adopted into the family of God, and our faith relationship is in a place, a place better than anything this world has to offer. As a matter of fact, this world will be burned up with judgment one day. So we believe, we claim through Jesus Christ, not upon our own goodness, but upon the grace and mercy of Jesus Christ, that we're going to heaven. That we're going to have a great reunion. A great feast, a great time of rejoicing and worshiping and rest from our wearisome toils of this world below. So we say, Our Father, which art in heaven. It's where we believe we're going. It's our hope for all this life and the next. Our Father in heaven.